You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So, this has been an intense month. I'm sure that you've been feeling it. It's pretty impossible, I think, for anybody to not feel it, especially if it's been, you know, it depends on, of course, exactly where it's hitting in your chart. So, If you happen to be a Cancer or a Capricorn, you're probably really feeling it. Even if you're any of the cardinal signs, it's probably been very triggering. But it's all for the sake of our evolution. So if you can kind of like ride the waves and be there with whatever comes up, you can get to the other side of it. And it's just a matter of holding the space and holding the intention of going higher and reaching for love instead of fear. So it's tricky, but like simple at the same time, kind of like most of things in life. So what we have coming up is a full moon in Aquarius. And leading up to that, we have the sun moving into Leo. And we also have Venus moving into Virgo. So there's a lot of shifts going on. The 21st is when Venus went into Virgo. And it's a lot different energy than the Leo energy that it was just in. It's definitely more practical and concerned like more demure more concerned with like fundamental health and not so much concerned with like showy beauty that sort of thing so it's whereas leo and or venus and leo can get very kind of um, maybe superficial would be a good word where it's just all about good times and fun and doesn't want to really deal with anything in reality can be that can be a leo trait um now that venus has gone into virgo there's likelihood that you will feel, you know, more concerned about the actual facts of health and you'll put value in taking care of yourself, maybe going vegan or making sure you're doing your breathing exercises or spending as much time as possible in nature because nature really is the nurturing healer that we all need, especially going through the planet going through this right now. So, You'll notice the shift. It'll be like I, I personally appreciate the Virgo energy. I've been blessed with actually and everybody I've ever lived with, including like everybody I've kind of partnered up and lived with in my life, including my dogs have had Virgo moons, which is really interesting. And I appreciate though. I mean, it can come with a fair share of anxiety and um you know, being too aware of everything. It's also an amazing sort of growing, evolving, reaching for better energy, which I really appreciate. It's like, a you know, growing. And also, you could never have a better assistant than a Virgo because they can see all the flaws that you might not be able to see. They can see every little... Every little I that didn't get dotted or T that got crossed or, you know, even just maybe what's missing from your diet that could be causing whatever ailment you're experiencing. So Virgo is good energy and we can use it to better ourselves and to kind of refine ourselves and become the best versions in a loving way, not in a, in a like neglectful or critical way, but in a like, I'm going to do this because it's self-care and it's taking care of me and and I'm going to show love to myself. And that's a very good usage of this Venus and Virgo energy. We also have the sun moving into Leo. So that will still make like Leo very prominent in our lives. 
obviously, and the sun is ruled by Leo. So it should give us an opportunity for some fun, I'd like to think. Although, you know, from where I stand, I kind of have a hard time like tapping into that and, and seeing that things could be fun. I've been like definitely, definitely taking a transversing through the kind of dark side of everything, which is making seeing things as fun more difficult. Although I still super appreciate hummingbirds and the butterflies. And even though I'm going through my own kind of, I'm actually going through my Chiron return right now. And if anybody has learned about Chiron, I should actually do a whole gosh, there could be like weekly seminars on Chiron return for us to process it. But it's definitely a time when you can expect, It's they say that it's the time when human potential is most capable of evolving. So it's like you can kind of really evolve into your full potential at this time. But it often requires this sort of reckoning with your deepest wounds, which I've definitely been going through. And like your your self-worth Chiron was abandoned at birth by his mother and felt like you know he was a freak and nobody could love him and so we all kind of have that somewhere in our chart but when Chiron returns then all of that stuff is going to come up for you so wherever you know wherever you have your wounds wherever you you need to kind of own your your hurt and painful parts so that you can evolve and and not get stuck in it. One of the things I've actually been learning lately, which is interesting, because astrology really is like a never-ending life study. Once you start studying it, there's no end, basically. I've, I've resigned myself to this is something I'm going to be learning for the rest of my life. And so far, it's like a 25-year relationship. So I think I'm probably on track with that. But when Chiron is active for any of us, it can be very like painful and the wounds come up. But it's also an empowering time when we can kind of raise our consciousness level. So even though, and it's a slow process too, like I, it was, it went and it hit the exact degree of my personal Chiron and, and then it retrograded on that same degree. So it's like, I said it was like hanging from the ledge of a building and then Chiron coming and stepping on your fingers is kind of a good way to look at it. Maybe a little dramatic, maybe not, but it's definitely difficult and, and hard to process. And it definitely makes you feel when you are going through any kind of Chiron triggering and that it is common at that time to like face your own demise and come to terms with the fact that you're not young anymore. Like you can't even pretend to be young anymore. There's just no fooling yourself. It's just so obvious that that a large portion of life is done and you better get your shit together and start living your best life and being your best self and also accepting all your wounds and 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 like flaws into the fold so that you don't have to repress or deny or kind of turn away from any parts of yourself. You have to kind of gather up all your wounded bits and accept yourself once and for all so that you can move forward. And then they say you can meet the full potential of your life and who you are meant to be in the world. And so it's very transformative. If you're anywhere between about 48 and 52, you're likely to be experiencing your Chiron return. It's good to know the exact aspects, though, because it, it does move, you know, it goes retrograde and it goes forward and backwards and kind of really wants to drive the lessons home. 
So if you're experiencing that, I'd love to hear your version of Chiron Return because it's so interesting to like share notes with people and especially when you're going through difficult transits. So the dramatization of whatever we might go be going through could happen with the Sun in Leo, I think. And we also, that day, the 22nd, there will be um, an opposition between Venus and Jupiter on the same day that the Sun moves into Leo. So it can create kind of like a dramatic sort of, I would say, like, you might overdo it somehow. You might, you know, you might... Although unlikely with Virgo, with the Venus in Virgo, you probably won't overdo it. But there could be some sort of dramatic flair to the things that are going on around you. Also, be careful that you don't, like, overdo it with, like, buying stuff. Because Venus and Jupiter together can often be kind of extravagant with what they want to buy. And, the, like, having flashy things makes them happy. But then when the planets shift, you're like, oh, I didn't really need that. And so it's just a big pain in the ass. So kind of tone it down if you're trying to buy something right now and just go for the more earthy, healthy expansions. Expand yourself in that way with the Virgo luck. You might have some lucky encounters too. The next whole month, the sun is in Leo. So we have a lot of, like, I guess this is probably our best chance to enjoy ourselves this summer. So do what you love. Do... Like, especially if you get into the sunshine and get lots of vitamin D, like charge your batteries for when we're going into like the more, at least in in the Northern Hemisphere, the more wintry times and get out in nature, do playful things or whatever makes you happy, like make stuff or, you know, just like I have a hard time with playful because I'm a Capricorn. And I always see like Leos and I'm like, oh, look how much fun they can have. And I, I don't have fun like a Leo. So it's harder to even like describe. For me, fun is like being all alone and like doing some gardening or like it's just so not like actual regular Leo kind of fun. They know how to have fun. They'll go dancing and they'll get dressed up and they'll like do fun stuff. So do some fun stuff, whatever that is for you. And we all have our different version of that. That this next month, plan for some fun because you know, we need fun. We need to keep our vibrations high, even though the world seems a crazy place right now. I mean, it is a crazy place right now. The, like, it's like society and the world, it's the 3D world is collapsing all around us and we need to up our vibrations to get into the fifth dimensional realm and kind of grow forth because, gosh, do we ever need that right now? So whatever you can do to raise your vibration is what is going to make you happy and keep you attracting good futures instead of being marred in difficult futures. So keep that in mind. The full moon, which is the is the big show this week, is in Aquarius. So it very much is for, it's quite a it's a pretty powerful full moon. It, like the fact that it's an Aquarius is a big deal. It's it's the people. Aquarius is we the people. People rising up. It's the system buster or the way shower or the or the one out on the fringe leading the way, showing the way. So I think there could be a real infusion into like all of us into we the people, the ninety nine percent of us, to stand up and put our foot down and speak out. And I'm sure you've probably already been doing that because what else can you do? Even though there's like massive censorship and it's just incredible. Even during this new or this full moon, Pluto will be conjuncting it. 
And Pluto is in the last degrees of Capricorn. And I do believe this whole world kind of lockdown and this this control that's happened has like a lot to do with Pluto, actually. And then Saturn was was traveling through there as well. So there's this like definite need to kind of stand up for ourselves, I guess. Allow ourselves to be um, like in our power and see the truth and be willing to look and be willing to dig. And that's the thing. Pluto, although it's like also, you know, there's different vibrational realms or spectrums of of all the planets. So Pluto can be like dark and controlling and manipulative, but it can also be like healing and evolving and like exposing, bringing to light things that have been hidden so that you can evolve. Even sometimes we'll have like a behavior that we're not aware of that is secret to us. Like we don't know why we behave that way and we might not even like acknowledge that we're behaving that way. That's like a Plutonian kind of thing. Pluto, a Pluto transit will come along and it will expose this like big wound you have and the reason you behave this way or the reasons that you're like a commitment phobe or, you know, that you don't like to go in public or that you have bad relationship with, with women or whatever. There's like some sort of root and Pluto will dig that root up. So expect that around this full moon. It's pretty like revolutionary I would is a good word for it there is like a we're still kind of in the battle for the control it there's an opposition between mercury and the moon which makes me think that the that mercury will be um trying to like there'll be something to do with communications like obviously censorship is a big thing right now so many people, I mean, I guess the average Joe sitting in their living room, not wa- like not listening to anything like like my dad, for instance, he refused to come into the future with I have two dads, actually, the one that raised me and the one that I met when I was an adult. But the one that raised me has is come to the future and, and he's he's kind of embraced all the technology. But my bio dad, he just kind of refused to learn computer, like even texting. He doesn't even text or anything. And so I'll be trying to share information with him and he just refuses to believe anything I say. Like, okay, you believe what you want and I'll believe what I want. And all he does is like watch television all day long. So I, it's frustrating because I'm trying to, you know, share these new ideas or these new situations or new information with him and he just can't like believe it like unless it comes from the news or the television which is interesting because that was the whole plan with the media and with television and movies was to control our thinking which that's why they call it television programming and the media is you know works for the government government means the mind control so all of that stuff is doing a fabulous job they must be so proud of their efforts because Apparently, in Canada, where I live, 80% of the population has been injected. So I don't know if I should believe that or not believe that, but obviously the propaganda works. And it's frustrating. That's the sort of frustrating opposition that you could experience with, like, mercury information, trying to get it out. And then this, like, stuck in the old ways, not wanting to know, not wanting to hear, not wanting to listen. So we kind of all are under that influence to a certain degree. So... Be careful. Just be aware that you've got those 
um, obstacles to deal with, I guess. It could also, like, there is an, like, there, it's important to balance what, that's the opposition. You want to, not one or the other, but both. So there could be an integration of information right now too, or like new information that comes to you, new thoughts, new ideas that you're able, especially if you're open-minded, to integrate and accept. And that's a good thing. You know, there might be an argument, there might be a feeling of like misunderstanding, but there's also this very powerful, I guess, evolutionary, revolutionary energy coming in with this full moon. We also have a trine to Neptune, which I think is really lovely. Whenever, not a trine, a sextile actually. Whenever the planets have the good aspects, it's like a blessing. It's like a an upliftment that helps us sort of deal with the more difficult things, which is yay, because gosh, like how hard can it be, right? So with that Neptunian energy tying in, maybe you'll get to see the spiritual side of it, or you'll understand sort of more the, the galactic understanding of raising our vibrations and you know, transforming from a, a collective of fear into a collective of love and that sort of very spiritual understanding that we are all one that can come with Neptune. Also, it's great for making art or music or whatever you find connects you to the spiritual realm. Maybe you connect with your spirit guide or you have dreams of your loved ones or like have dreams of a past pet that you lost or the dream world can be very active and rich and there's just a lot of imagination mixed into all of this which I think helps because there is like you know difficult difficult stuff going on there's a lot of kind of difficult aspects that we're all dealing with so and there's definitely I think the Aquarian energy is really lovely because it it is for the people and it comes from the grassroots like comes up and it's not power down it's like power from the, the bottom and on the ground kind of thing it's it really is evolutionary the age of Aquarius really is about all of us and what's best for the people not what's best for the controllers of the people so there's kind of like a spiritual battle being fought whether we are conscious of it or not you can really look around the world and see that where I am in Canada there's like this crazy amount of well, luckily, not specifically where I am, but in the province that I live, there's 300 wildfires burning right now. There was a heat wave at the end of June that was so incredible. It was like, and I'm on the coast, I'm on the West Coast, so it rarely gets above 30 degrees. I jokingly say that we get seven days a year where it's like 30 degrees. The rest of the time, it's very temperate, usually like, you know, in the 20s in the summer, probably not over 25. But for this like 10 day, two week period, it was getting, it got up to 45 degrees. It was so insane. And, and everything freaked out. I mean, it's a, like a rainforest where I live. So there's like lots of lush greenery everywhere. And everything started dying because it's, it's not used to being like pummeled with this incredible heat. Nobody has air conditioning because we're never that hot. I was at like watering our flowers and our trees. I have these cedar trees and I'm like watering everything for like two hours a day, trying to keep things alive. I, I didn't succeed with everything. And it's just, it was shocking. It reminded me of like this, this is suspicious. This is like, 
this is weird weather programming. It reminded me of snow in Texas. That just doesn't happen. But it happened this year. So that was kind of scary. It actually all where I am is a big spot in the world that raspberries are grown. And it wiped out like 70% of crops for some people and blueberries got wiped out. So I thought, hmm, this is like how a food shortage could happen, I guess. I mean, we don't all live on raspberries every day, but it's important to have raspberries in your diet. <laughs> They're very good for us. So there's weird stuff going on on the planet. Very dramatic, very odd. And if you can just kind of hold your space and stay in a place of love, then it helps everyone else do the same thing. And it's not easy. Like, it isn't. <laughs> it's not easy. We also have, um, there is a Mercury trine on the 24th, Mercury trine Neptune, which is pretty lovely. But that same day, we also have the moon conjuncting Saturn and, and the moon squaring Uranus. So yeah, it like one minute we're feeling okay. And then maybe the next minute we're like, oh, burdened by, you know, Saturn is burdened. So maybe we're burdened by worry. Maybe we're burdened by fear of dying or aging. Saturn has to do with all those things. That can happen. There's just sort of like triggers to all of our um, sort of our human fears. Our human fear body is being very manipulated right now. So whatever you can do to like you don't want to spend all your time in fear, but you also don't want to suppress your emotions. It's like a delicate balancing act where you need to express your feelings and let yourself feel them, even if they're unevolved or, you know, like unsophisticated just let yourself feel your feelings I've found lately and I think this has to do with Chiron but I'll be like some little thing will trigger me like maybe I see a dog on getting rescued or like it could be any little like tiny thing and I'll have this like huge cry this like big gut-wrenching like I'm like this is definitely blowing it out of proportion like where is this even coming from and I realized hey you're going through your Chiron return like your deepest wounds are being triggered so even though I don't even know what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling like this level of like sorrow or emotion it's just this relief to like sort of sob it out for a few minutes and then I'm like on with the day and feel better but even in the middle of this like expression of this sort of like deep sorrow I don't even know why I'm crying or I don't even know where it's coming from. Like there's no thoughts attached to it necessarily. It's just this pure, raw feeling. And I think, well, I am an empath, so perhaps I'm like, I'm grieving for a lot of people, not just myself. Often common for people who have stuff in the 12th house as well, which I do. So it's tricky when your feelings aren't even your feelings, but you've still got to be there to hold space for whatever's coming through so that you can get to the other side of it because suppressing that sort of instinct to release on that level will not be good for your health. So you've definitely got to like move through it. Highly recommended. <laughs> right after the full moon, we're having major triggering aspects like Mercury opposition Pluto, the moon opposite Mars, the moon conjunct um, Jupiter. That can make us be like it could be really fiery. There could be a lot of like maybe really honest expression. Maybe there's going to be some kind of like um, I keep thinking like expose or information that we we need to hear will come out in the world and, and that will be helpful and healing to humanity. I actually just heard that there is um, a case being filed in the U.S. that they've actually been like fudging the the vaccine injury reports and there's 45,000 more that have 
kind of perished in the first three days of, of the injection then are listed on the public records. And there's a court case that's going forward with this because it's being hidden from people, which obviously, you know, that's not great. People want to know this stuff. People want to know what's actually happening. So that's sort of like expose of information is very possible right now too. Like there, there is sort of the, the people are fighting the man and we're, I guess that's part of evolution. I guess that's part of what we need to do to move forward in the world. So the week kind of after that, our big thing, Mars will move, Jupiter will move back into um, Aquarius. Mercury will move into um, Leo, which is a big deal. That's a big, like, that's kind of going to be a little more uplifting probably. And Mars is moving into Virgo. So that's like the 27th, 28th, and 29th big changes. So everybody's going to be going through these big shifts and these changes. There's also an opposition on the 29th between Jupiter and Mars that could trigger like some fiery, fiery stuff could go on. You, you might get really pissed off or be really short tempered or like, and that's okay. Anger can be empowering, right? You don't want to like suppress all your anger because it it's standing up for yourself. Like, though it can seem unevolved or whatever, it's also like a, um, what's the word? Like kind of um, mobilizing your resources, helping you, you get into this certainty of how to stand up for yourself and when to say no and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And expanding and growing is kind of important. Truth is important right now. There might be a battle of truth going on between, you know, maybe even that, like I, this senator in the States held this pref con press conference for people who've been injured to speak and he's just getting lambasted in, in the media and, and being said that he's spreading misinformation. So that could be kind of like the Jupiter's trying to share the truth and, and be real. And then the Mars energy is like fighting it. There could be that sort of fighting, oh, the truth is a lie. It's very fishy times, like really hard to decide what the truth is. I mean, just use your discernment. It's not that hard, but it, it does. We are definitely being led to believe other than what the truth is right now. It's really hard for people to process that they might be being lied to. Like they say, it's easier to fool someone than to convince them they're being fooled. So keep that in mind. Everything might be a lie. At the beginning of August, it's also very changey and busy, busy times. Like lots of stuff going on with the planets. We have the sun on August 1st conjuncting Mercury, which, you know, it'll be good because when the sun and Mercury conjunct, there's like a clarity of thinking. You can express yourself clearly. It, it's a good time to kind of be your honest self, be authentic. But that same day we have Mercury opposite Saturn. So you might feel like what you say isn't understood or acknowledged or honored or you know maybe you write someone an apology and they just ignore you that would be kind of a mercury saturn kind of thing you're like i'll just pour my heart out here and and try to apologize and then saturn would be like nah, not good enough that's not a good story and then just ignore you that that's kind of a perfect example of saturn opposite mercury or even to have like a stutter i know quite a few people who have speech impediments when they have saturn opposite um Mercury in their chart. I have Saturn opposite Mercury. And for me, I think it's always been like, I want to talk about things people think are nuts. <laughs> They're like, whatever. So that even though I'm like, I want to tell you about astrology or, you know, essential oils or 
homeopathy or whatever. There's, there's a lot of things that I've wanted, crystals, all kinds of things I've wanted to share about and feel like, you know, I can't be understood or heard or somehow it makes me weird. Just my divergent opinions on how, on what's going on in the world. It kind of always leaves me feeling like on the outside of whatever's going on. And I get it. Like ultimately also this, this difficult part of my chart is, is like my greatest gift and all of my greatest joys have come from working with astrology and the wonderful people I meet. And it's just such a blessing and an honor. So it's just this more kind of, this tinge of difficult energy can come with the the Saturn opposite Mercury. But it also gives you an ability to do deep thinking and research and really go down the rabbit hole with a topic that needs deep study, like astrology, for instance, so that you can understand the depths of things. So there is that there. And there's also kind of a nice sextile with Neptune, the beginning of August, which gives you, again, the artistic energy, the ability to understand and go deep, the sun opposite Saturn on the second, and then the moon is squaring Jupiter and Mars, and that is difficult. Again, there's going to be like some kind of burden. There'll be like maybe just a burden of a day of melancholy or sadness. If you're lucky, you know, more difficult can be like actual events that happen that cause grief or sorrow or that sort of thing. But generally, it's like an internal experience where you feel like, Maybe you're not enough or you're not good enough or something to do with your identity being the sun is suppressed with the Saturnian energy. So keep that in mind that the second might be kind of a sad and difficult day. Um, but we are moving kind of through. And then on the, thir- on the, th- um, the third, the Tuesday, there is like an exciting and liberating trine between um, Venus and Uranus. And even connecting to the moon and Saturn, there's a trine. That will give us more of a, I guess, hopeful opportunity. Like something could come along and you're like, ah, it's not so bad after all. Like this really does make sense. I can really work with this. It's liberating and exciting and something new that you could value. So keep that, keep your heart open. Keep your your eyes open for opportunity because that could be coming at the beginning of August for sure. Um, also thinking outside the box, being your own, like using your own mind, thinking there's a Mercury square Uranus energy. It's not always, um, popular to use your own mind and your own discernment, obviously, but being your true self is so much more worth than being around or being your fake self around people who don't accept your true self. So it's way better to just let who you are be real and whatever rejection or whatever comes from that is actually a blessing because it'll clear the decks for the people who honor who you are and who listen to what you say and believe you and and connect with you and love you and let you be yourself. That's so much more worth than being around people who want you to be different or don't want to hear what you have to say. So keep that in mind if you're feeling like a reject because you're not a reject to everybody, just to some people. And not everybody's for everybody. That's one thing I've learned in life. (laughs) Not everybody is for everybody. So that's okay. Because if you keep, you know, don't shut it all down when you get rejected, just keep your heart open and the right people will come along to support you and to love you and to honor your real, true, total self. So the rest of the week, we've got a square that's coming up on the 6th of August. 
this is a pretty big energy actually it's a square between the sun and uranus like a fixed square too in um fixed signs leo and taurus so there could be a battle of the wills or part of you wants to evolve and do something different and maybe like i think of travel maybe you want to travel but but you can't because there's all these restrictions and you're not going to you know jump through the rings of fire to meet the restrictions so then you've got this like this feeling of i want my freedom but i can't have it and that could cause some real strife inside of you but you can always kind of tweak reality so that you don't desire freedoms that will compromise you or your health or your life and instead find new ways to experience freedom so that you know that's sort of a difficult one to to watch out for on the sixth the sun squaring um, Uranus. That same day too, those, there's other stuff that can give it like, you get it. You're going through it, you feel the feelings, but there's this spiritual understanding with Neptune there helping you get it. And then Pluto's tying in to help you go deep so that you can figure out what you need to get so that you can move through it. It's very, very growth inducing all of this difficult aspects, really. And as we head up to the new moon, um, there is, it's kind of smooth up into the new moon, really. And we come in, we're going to be a new moon in, well, the day before the new moon is, is relatively, it's not going to be a huge shocker. There is an opposition to Saturn. Gosh, Saturn's sure been busy, I guess, because the sun is in its opposite right now. But it definitely, um, you're going to just need to stand in your power and feel your feelings and, and be okay with the Saturnian information that comes to you. Like maybe you have to deal with grief or sadness or too much work. That's kind of the easy one. You, you've got like you're burdened by responsibility or that like maybe even your own inner responsibility can tie in with Saturn. Saturn can be a real like downer, real difficult energy to deal with and so sad <laughs> like sometimes I just get so tired of being a Capricorn because you just tap into like especially if you're an empathetic Capricorn you tap into like the sadness energy or the grief energy it's really easy for me to feel others grief which is you know a lot you don't really want to be feeling others grief but I've been learning to transmute that energy and kind of you know remove my energy which is actually, that's a pretty good little trick to teach. There's, it's called um, transmuting energy is basically what it is. So if you're around energy that isn't um, good for you, that you need to, like that, that it's a lower vibration or maybe like you're in a, a situation where someone's in grief or in panic or some kind of like, you know, very intense lower vibrational emotion, you can pull your aura into about an inch away from your body. So it's like this bright light all around you. And then kind of with your mind's eye, remove your energy into a higher dimension, into the fifth dimension, let's say. Remove it from the space that it's in and put it in sort of a as like a holding space around with light all around you so that anything that's in this 3D reality that might get stuck in you can just pass right through. And then once you move out of that more difficult energetic situation, you can put your own energy back in, into the space and expand your aura and you haven't taken anything on. And this really works. The, the thing that, that's tricky is that you have to remember 
to do that. <laughs> you have to like, my neighbor across the street actually fell and, and hurt her hip, or not just hurt her hip, broke her hip and then had to have a hip replacement. And it was all this sort of sudden, she's actually in her second Saturn return, but there's all this sort of like sudden, like shocking, life-changing stuff that came up for her, right? Like now she, she apparently when you have a hip replacement, you can't even bend over for three months. It's very, you know, slow process. And I brought her soup and some pain bomb that I made and I was there with her and she was kind of sharing how she felt. And then I came home. I was happy to be there with her and, and share and help her out and bring her soup. But when I got home, I, I had this like really heavy sort of like, oh, life is so heavy. Like I just felt so, and she actually said, I feel like I've aged 25 years in the past month. And that was kind of the feeling I had like, oh, it's just so, I felt like how could, how, what's the point of even getting old if it's just this hard? Like it was just, you know, a lot of, you can easily, especially being empathetic, pick up people's energy. And I totally forgot to do my special transmuting exercise before I went over there, but afterwards remembered I should have done that. So it's easy to clear your energy, you know, intend to clear your energy and you can, but remember that you've got to do it. Otherwise it just all accumulates and you just feel heavy and burdened and lower vibrational. And that's not good. That's not good for you. So make sure that you come into your heart, make sure that you do what you love, make sure you say what you feel and be who you are, because that's how you attract others that can accept and love and support you in that. And and we are, we the people, we need each other and we need each other to progress. We need each other to lean on. We're humans. We like to cuddle, you know, it's kind of important. So that's it for this next two-week period. I hope that you make the most of kind of all these difficult aspects and big changes that are going on, but also be kind to yourself and have fun and do fun things. Get out in nature. Find what makes you feel joy and feel joy. Okay, that's it for this. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and many bright blessings to you.